Welcome to History from the Back Pages. I am your host, Colin Sugg. Thrilled to announce the beginning of a brand new segment and brand new season for the show. Starting February, which is in one day, we are starting a brand new season, officially season five, which will focus on air disasters. Ranging from cargo planes, commuter planes, passenger planes, of all types, with crashes, emergencies on board, hijackings, ranging from many different disasters, will be the focus of this upcoming season. And I am really excited to begin with the first episode for season five, and it is on a air disaster which occurred in 2011, 10 years ago on February 10th. So pretty much almost the 10 year anniversary of this crash. And the crash is pretty well known if you are from Ireland or the UK. You might recognize this disaster more than people from in the United States, including myself. I had not heard of this disaster until I watched the Smithsonian. They have a show that I've been watching a lot of lately and getting inspiration for this new season. And I'll probably take a little bit of the episodes from the Smithsonian as my basis for discussion for some of the crashes. And this one was on the Smithsonian season 9. And it is, here we go, the Manix 2 Flight 7100 crash. This crash, we'll get to the beginning and then we'll end with the crash, the aftermath. So let's start with the buildup. It was a commuter flight on a Fairchild Metro 3 aircraft, which is a small aircraft that can fit around 19 passengers. And this one had 10 passengers on board and two crew members, the pilot and the first officer. There were no flight attendants on board this airline, just the two pilots. And the one reason why this flight that you would have expected it to be very routine, very normal, is it took place from so Belfast in Northern Ireland. They were going to travel to Cork in Republic of Ireland. This is a very normal round one hour flight for people going to work, just commuters. And one thing that played a role in the crash, the overall crash of Manix 2 Flight 7100, one of the many issues was the fog. Passengers on board the flight who survived described the fog as split, speed, split pea soup. Very foggy, very dense, could see nothing. And in the reenactment on the Smithsonian, that definitely looked to be the case. None of the pilots could see anything, none of the passengers, none of the air traffic controllers could see anything outside. And the flight went ahead as scheduled, even with the flog being as horrific as it was, they decided to go ahead. And there were a number of reasons why Manix 2 Flight 7100 didn't divert to a Nara airport. A lot of us have to do with the airline itself 
which is Mannix2.com. A lot of the reasons have to do with them. And let's get to the beginning. They left Belfast. It looked to be on route for Cork. They left about 7.50 a.m. We were supposed to arrive in Cork at 9 a.m. It's a routine around an hour flight. And they were flying. They were getting close to Cork. This is for the descent they were going to try to land. And the first time they tried to land, they had to abort because the fog was so bad that the two pilots could not see at all. They couldn't see the land at all. They couldn't see the runway. So they said to the aircraft controllers, we're going to try another time. So they decided to do a second approach. And they decided to do it by going on the opposite direction. They tried from the north first. Then they're going to try from the south. Maybe it would give them a better viewpoint. They're able to see better compared to the horrible conditions on the north side. And it ended up being just as bad. They couldn't see anything. They tried from the other side approach and they couldn't see anything at all. So they wanted to do it one more time. And the experts said they should have probably diverted to a different airport after the first two times due to it being unlikely they're going to be able to see at all. But the two pilots under pressure from Manix2.com decided to go for a verb and final approach. Maybe if they got this one, they could land and they, they could have it's over. We did try it three times and landed. And a little bit of reasons why the two pilots decided to go for, risk it for the third approach is due to Manix2.com being a virtual airline. What does that mean? So a virtual airline means that they didn't have any direct hand in the production and day-to-day -day operations of the airplanes. They really only had to do with selling the tickets. So Max2.com just sells tickets for the passengers. They don't have anything to do with maintenance, overall upkeep of the plane, or hiring the pilots, the crew, anything, just the tickets. All of that was commissioned out to other services in Spain and other places in England as well. So not just Max2.com. And they're very cheap too. They didn't really give a crap about making sure the plane was good. People were under pressure to make sure there wasn't any engine failures or maintenance issues. So it looked very spotless in the maintenance reports. They look really spotless, very clean. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the plane. But in fact, there was something wrong with this Fairchild Metro Free airliner. It was about 20 years old in 2011 when it took off. And there was something wrong with the right engine. The torque for the right engine was off kilter with the left engine's torque. And it wasn't as powerful enough. So when they t went for the fired and final approach, when the pilot tried to ramp up the torque to give them a better shot of landing, the plane went out of control. It was spinning rapidly on its right side, out of control. And that's how when they landed and, and then crashed, the plane basically flipped on its side, crashed into an embankment off to the right of the runway. And when 
The investigators looked more closely into the crash. They found out that the right engine was not up to date. It was not suitable. That was one of the reasons why the plane crashed. Also, investigators found the two pilots were unqualified to be in a pairing. The captain was promoted to captain four days before the flight, and the first officer had only been a first officer for a few months. And one of the experts on the Smithsonian episode said, is a far smarter protocol for an airline to have a captain with younger years experience and a first officer maybe who's trainee. So it has the guy with experience and the guy who's learning on the job. Not two guys who are brand new, greenhorns, who are both learning. That's a big mistake. And that's one reason why the captain made some key mistakes that caused the crash. His inexperience played a big role. And they tried to find out where they exactly were in relation to runway 17. This is what the runway they tried to land on. But they couldn't find it due to the fog. They had no way to know where they were. They just tried to look at their instruments and altitude readings to get a good measure of where they were in relation to the runway. And they just couldn't find it. And that's why they end up, one of the reasons why they crashed. And when they were talking on the black box recorder that was salvaged from the crash, they both were talking about some things and the investigators were very worried about what the captain has said. And the third approach, one thing the captain said was that he wanted to take the torque lever, he wanted to control it. And they said that was a big mistake because the first officer was the man who was flying the plane today. The captain was not flying. And they said it would have been easier for the first officer who was captain for that day to completely have control of all of the instruments because he might be confused or not realize that the torque was different since the captain who was not captaining the plane that day was controlling it. So it's something that maybe the captain thought was making it easier for the first officer, in fact, made it worse. And also a little bit about that was the lead up to the crash, a little bit about the pilots. They were just hired by a subsidiary group for the manx2.com. And the one pilot was from Spain, the other one is from England. And in the end, both pilots were to be blamed. The right engine was a problem. Manix 2's operation procedures were a big problem as well. The investigators found their cheap quality and how they untrained pilots. So Jordi Sola Lopez, the 31-year-old captain from Barcelona, and the 27-year-old Andrew Cantle from Sunder, England, were both unprepared and just didn't have the correct expertise or licensure yet. They both hadn't completed some of their licensure that would have instilled confidence in them. And for my own opinion, I feel it was a big mistake. I don't know why Max 2 would have allowed them with some of their fans missing to fly in this horrible foggy weather. But like I said earlier, Max 2 didn't know what they were doing. So that was a problem for these two pilots. And he had not, he had not been, so the captain, uh, Mr. Lopez, had not completely thrown in Foggy Weber before. He had been with another captain before Foggy Weber, but he himself had not 
been completely in control for that. Okay. So that was another reason. And also, one last thing about uh, Mr. Lopez. In his 61 times he'd flown into Cork, so the Cork airport, he had never shown a diversion, so he never tried to divert from Cork to a NAR airport. So that could have been a reason for his hesitation to leave Cork, that he didn't know how to do that, I guess, or didn't know the ease of access of diverting, or he was worried Max 2 could fire him if he wasted money, time. And also one thing was that the pilots were pretty much completely in control of everything. Maddox 2 pretty much made them pay out of pocket for many things. And Mr. Lopez would have probably had to pay for a number of things, for gas, and for the passengers to get back to Cork if he had to divert to another airport. And one thing that before the crash, the shows Maddox 2's completely infuriating procedures was, since they didn't have any flight attendants on board, the co-pilot, so Mr. Kantz, Kentel, he had to do the safety checks for the passengers. So when the 10 passengers were on board, got in their seats, buckled their seatbelts before they took off, the co-pilot had to do the safety checks, which normally would have been done by a flight attendant, not the pilot. And some of the survivors even mentioned they were a little bit worried and surprised when they saw him doing it instead of a flight attendant. Why was the pilot doing that? And one other thing too, the show's Manix 2's, just they didn't know what they were doing was this plane was also used for cargo as well. So the night before, during the night when cargo planes usually fly, the seats had to be taken out so they could put the cargo in the small Fairchild plane. And in the video on Sosonian, they showed the passengers getting into the plane and Mr. Lopez was still screwing in the seats. So he had to get the seats screwed before they left, which shows it wasn't ready, so to speak. And just overall, those are the main factors why the Mads2.com flight 7100 from Belfast to Cork crashed. One, the foggy conditions. Two, Mads 2's unreliable procedures and overall incompetence. The pilots inexperienced flying in weather that was not sunny, the, the very bad foggy weather, and then missing some qualifications and licensure that would have helped them make gut decisions or gut calls that could have saved the plane from crashing, which they didn't possess due to not having enough licensure. And in the end, six people, including both pilots, were killed, but six passengers survived. Four of them were seriously injured, and in the end, all six survived from the crash. This is a big crash that made Irish news. The Prime Minister of Ireland, he had to go on talk about it. It was one of the worst crashes in Ireland history recently from that point. And overall, those are some factors to look at for why Mads 2 Flight 7100 crashed. And I really enjoyed doing this first air disaster episode for Season 5. I'm really excited to talk about the next air disaster for Episode 2 next week. I'll have to 
come up with some ideas for which I want to do next. And very excited. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, especially if you are from the Chicago area, live in Chicago. Stay safe. The snowstorm outside is awful right now. Still snowing, so I'm probably going to go back out maybe a little bit later and shovel some more for the third time today. So enjoy your weekend. Talk to you soon on History for the Back Pages. Host Colin Stug signing off.